0: When we begin to care for ourselves more intentionally, on a consistent basis, we inevitably become more aware of our inner world. And many of you listening out there may have already experienced this. You may have started meditating or doing yoga and doing those practices consistently along the way you come into this presence you know welcome to my spiritual friends from worthy well the podcast that's here to affirm and inspire you on your spiritual journey i'm your host shelby renee giles Grab some tea and settle in as I dive deep into the stories behind the spiritual awakenings and numinous experiences of people from all walks of life and how those experiences changed how they see and care for themselves and the world around them. We're here to normalize your spiritual experiences in the physical realm, one story at a time. Come out of your spiritual closet with us. Hey y'all. Welcome to another episode. Always glad to have you here with me on this journey, you know, that we're all on. And speaking of journeys, I believe we are, yeah, at the time this episode drops, we are approaching eclipse season and Scorpio season. So I'm sure many of us, including myself, I have actually been feeling it already. I'm sure many of us are feeling this energy. So I hope you all are journeying in grace. So I'm back with another solo episode. This time I'm revisiting something that came through really strongly for me at the beginning of the year that I felt called to come back to. As we move closer to the end of 2022, can you believe it? So back in January, I got this download about self-care and the concept of self-care moving into something deeper. And what I said specifically was that we are moving beyond self-care, you know, so moving beyond self-care into something deeper. So what is beyond self-care you might ask? And we'll get into that in a bit, but let's lean into this idea for a second. So as many of you know, I am a communications expert. and So, you know, by trade and I love words and I love watching words and concepts evolve and oftentimes concepts even graduate into something else something deeper you know and truer for the times and this is what i see happening with self-care So I think self-care is great. Don't get me wrong. I think it has given us this language for how to fill a well-being gap many of us you know have experienced in our lives. I think it's expanded our consciousness about what truly matters. I think it's disrupted the idea that it's selfish to care for ourselves. So the concept of self-care, I think it's really opened the door, you know, for mass numbers of people to feel truly validated and caring for themselves in a way perhaps we've never seen, at least in my lifetime. So because of this mass adoption of, you know, the concept and the practice of self-care you know, we had mass numbers of people leaning into this. I believe that that has actually resulted in the call for something deeper. And here's what I mean by this. I strongly believe that when we begin to care for ourselves more intentionally on a consistent basis, we inevitably become more aware of our inner world. And many of you listening out there may have already experienced this. You may have started meditating or doing yoga and doing those practices consistently. Along the way, you come into this presence, you know, this inner world that you may not have been conscious of previously. And for me, that means coming into presence with the God within. And when you come into that level of presence, I believe the standard of care becomes deeper, you know? And so once we reach that level of awareness, we see that self-care has been nice. It makes you feel better in the moment. When you choose to engage in self care practices. But ultimately, self care is fleeting, you know? It's very much, in my opinion, 3D. Now, I told you earlier in the conversation, in the episode, that we would get into what is beyond self care. And so for me, and any of you who saw that post back in January already know the answer, but for me, going beyond self-care is moving into self-devotion. So when you get to this place where you're just like, okay, you know, self-care is great, but it's fleeting, you know, like how do I sustain this, you know? I believe the answer to that is is devotion to oneself. So devotion honors your divine nature. It honors your soul self. It goes beyond, you know, caring for this physical very physical vessel to going deeper. And caring for yourself in a way that has more sustenance, you know, that sustains your well-being in a whole new way. And as you practice this devotion to self, it becomes clear that devotion to self is devotion to source, to spirit, to the God within, you know, however you choose to identify it. So let's go a little deeper and talk about how we have defined, you know, just by we, I mean society, you know, how we have defined self care and self devotion. Now, y'all might remember from the last solo episode that I love, again, I love words. So I love to look at literal definitions to really help illustrate this shift in consciousness. And I think this contrast that I'm about to show you all is really interesting. And here's why. So when you look up self-care in the dictionary, here's what you get according to Merriam-Webster. Self-care is caring for oneself, Just care for oneself. Very simple, right? Now, when you look up self devotion in the dictionary, again, according to Merriam Webster, here's what you'll find, and here's what I found in other dictionaries as well. Self devotion is devotion of oneself, especially in service or sacrifice. So, when I saw this, I was like, huh, why are the definitions of two similarly structured words so different? You know, self-care is care for oneself and self-devotion is devotion of oneself. So it's as if we couldn't even fathom Again, we as a collective society couldn't even fathom being devoted to self. Like this level of devotion has to be for someone else or for something else, not for me. You know, isn't that interesting? So how do you define self-devotion? For me, that definition is pretty simple. It's devotion to oneself. Or another way I like to describe it is to care for oneself with reverence, you know? And so I think it's important to consider the level of depth that we bring to our care, you know? Depth that considers our soul. And for me, this looks like ritual, this looks like deep presence, this looks like reverence. So, after almost a year of practicing self-devotion, I want to share that self-devotion as a practice has been ever-evolving for me. But there are some elements to it that I believe are really helpful to share. And so, I'm going to share some of those elements with you. Some of those elements I shared back in January on Instagram. Um, some of them have changed and I've even added a couple, you know, as I've been on this journey. And so I'm going to get into what some of those are, kind of talk about some of the nuances that come up and why they represent this deepening of how we care for ourselves in this moment and time. So let's get into that. you notice as I get into these, that they're not these tangible practices you're used to hearing about. I'm not going to be talking about meditation. I'm not going to be talking about yoga or breath work even. Y'all know I love breath work, but yeah, it's not, it's not the tangible like modalities, you know, those are all really meaningful ways to help you reach and maintain some of these ways of showing up for yourself with reverence that I'm about to share with you. But this isn't what you may be used to hearing when someone's talking about caring for yourself, you know? And that's why I like to think of this as taking us deeper. So I always like to start with this one because I just believe that it's the foundation of everything, and that's this. So self-devotion is seeking and honoring your truth. And I like to start here because I find that it's hard to know what it is you need if you don't first just pause, pause to go inward, to seek and honor what's true for you. And I'm talking about all aspects of needs that may come up in your life from needing to hydrate to needing to take your life in a whole new direction. You know, like the, it's a vast range of things that can come up. And I also want to say that you can't force knowing your truth. You know, sometimes seeking your truth means surrendering And allowing it to arrive on its own. And that's where we get into that divine guidance, you know, and that trust. And once it does arrive, you're able to act from that place with conviction. And yes, like this is, this is that deeper level of care, you know, before you even do anything, like what's true for you? You know, it might even be a good practice to ask yourself that every morning. What's true for me today? You know, and if it doesn't arrive, see what comes up throughout the day. But I just find this to be a really powerful practice. It's also key to aligning you with the path that you are here to be on you know, aligning you with similarly to how we talked about self-orientation a few episodes ago, you know, honoring and, and also sharing your truth is what aligns you with the right people, the right circumstances, puts you in the right places to get exactly what you need. And all of that is is divine guidance. So I love starting here because I feel like it's a prerequisite for everything else, you know? And one quick thing I'll say about truth though is, and I think I, I learned this concept while watching Agape one day, Agape international um, spiritual center with Michael Bernard Beckwith. He was talking about truth as this like big T truth. And so If you think of truth as, you know, we have our personal truth, which I consider to be our lowercase truth, not in a bad way, just like the truth, the day-to-day truth, the things that come up. And then we have the big T truth that is God, source, spirit, you know, what always has been and what always will be. And what I've realized is that... I've noticed my personal truth evolve along my spiritual journey. And I've realized that my personal truth evolves right alongside my expanding consciousness of the capital T truth. So I feel like we're constantly being guided to remember that capital T truth And that's another reason why it's so important to tune into your own truth, because that'll only help you to align with what always has been, you know, that capital T truth, that, that source, source truth. So self-devotion is seeking and honoring your truth. Now, moving on to... The next one, which is about boundaries, <laughs> and I love talking about boundaries and how this has evolved for me personally. And um, we talked a little bit about this um, in the episode with Koya Webb recently, where we got into like what it means to be empathic. And so as someone who is very empathic, um, I used to really struggle with boundaries And after some time with an incredible therapist who was also empathic, I got to this place where I realized that I had come a long way in putting boundaries in place, you know, putting boundaries in place, honoring those boundaries. But some things were coming up in my life that were showing me that, it's not just about putting the boundaries in place. It's also about getting to this place where you trust yourself to be discerning, you know, about what you allow into your life, you know? And that discernment is like fine tuning your knowing in a way where you don't have to have up these like stark blocks, you know? it's not that energy of no one's getting in, you know, it's that energy of, I trust that whatever flows through me, I know what goes and what stays that is discernment. And that is an act of self-devotion. You know, it's a new layer of self-trust. And it also gives you the opportunity to, not miss a lesson a person an experience that's supposed to teach you something you know so using that discernment alongside your boundaries is an act of self-devotion because a big aspect of self-devotion for me is setting yourself up for growth you know and not shying away from it and knowing that it's all there to help you expand, you know? So that is what I'll say about boundaries. And then the next thing is self-devotion is doing what lights you up. And this is something that I've really struggled with. I continue to struggle with it. I do believe there is a lot of deconditioning that happens as we give ourselves permission to do what lights us up and to go even further than that recognizing that what lights us up is lighting us up because it's part of our path that's guiding us you know on our path and so this is something that has come up more frequently for me. um, Once I started learning about human design and there's a lot of talk in human design about doing what lights you up. And um, I think a lot of us spend our days doing things that would fall on a should list, you know, and devotion to self is giving yourself permission to be lit up and normalizing that, you know, actually normalizing that is a huge part of it. And knowing that it's a part of the spiritual journey, you know, it's what's guiding you. So that is a huge opportunity for deconditioning. So I would highly recommend like paying attention to when you get excited, you know, paying attention to when you experience joy and giving yourself those experiences more often, you know, making that your norm. So the next thing I'll get into is self-devotion is releasing what isn't aligned to make space for what is now. This is a really, really important practice, as I'm sure you can imagine. One reason this is such an important practice is because space, you know, energy, it's a real thing. One of the hardest things along the spiritual journey can be letting things go, you know, And there's oftentimes, um, you know, the tension leading up to recognizing that it's time to let a thing go. And then there can be this grief, you know, that happens um, once you do let that thing go. Um, But the most important thing to remember in all of this is that it's all making room for what has always been yours, what already is yours and what is magnetizing itself to you. And so I let a lot of things go, <laughs> you know, earlier this year, you know, I let a full-time job go. I let a beautiful home that I loved go. Um, I let Virginia go, you know, and these were all things that I liked, you know, I loved my home and I didn't let them go because there was a problem. You know, I let those things go because I knew that I was being called to something greater that was deeply true within me and deeply connected to why I'm here. And I encourage us all to lean into those nudges, you know, to let certain things go and getting back to that truth, you know, getting back to seeking our truth. We know, you know, we know when it's time, we know when that nudge happens. And yeah, it's just the courage to listen. So I'll leave that one there. But the next one is self-devotion is nourishing your soul with well-being practices and rituals that invite clarity and divine guidance. And the thing I'll highlight the most here is ritual. The single most powerful practice in really exploring, you know, what it means to be devoted to self has been the rituals that I've put in place in my life. And here's where you get to the meditation, you know, the yoga, the breath work, um, prayer, you know, walks in nature ritual is so important. And the consistency of ritual, you know, doing, the things that nourish you on a consistent basis that is such an essential part of being devoted to oneself you know practicing self-devotion and not to make this you know dualistic or an either or but when I think about self-care I do think about like I said earlier that it's quite fleeting and um You may do something for yourself every once in a while and then go back to not doing what lights you up or being devoted to, you know, someone else or something else that may or may not serve you. And so I really do want to emphasize the importance of being in deep ritual with yourself on a daily basis. It really does help clear any blocks to your truth. You know, it helps you get into deep communion with your highest self, you know, the God within you. And you just, you get to this place where you notice that you're getting more divine guidance. You know, you're getting more consistent divine guidance, whether it be through little intuitive hits, whether it be through synchronicities. And this is a product of being in deep ritual, you know? So I can't emphasize that enough. Now, lastly, this is something that has come through more recently that really had me like, yeah, yeah, this is it and that is that self devotion requires radical accountability it really does begin and end with you so if we go back to you know the conversation about boundaries you are responsible for honoring your boundaries and that includes voicing when a boundary hasn't been respected, you know, by someone in your life. Um, so that radical accountability is something that I'm leaning into more and more. And it's such an important piece to being devoted to oneself, you know? So that is the list that is the list. I said it in January and I'm saying it again. We're moving beyond self-care y'all and it's time for self-devotion. And I believe many of us are ready to step into this deeper expression of care, you know, this reverent care for ourselves. And this is deeply important because it is similar to the conversation we had about self-orientation. It is only going to help you to be aligned with your path. It's only going to help you be deeply grounded in your truth so you can move with conviction throughout your life you know, and it's only going to expand your capacity to be in presence and deep presence with others, you know? So this is going to be a continued conversation. And I hope this episode inspires you to ask yourself on a regular basis, how can I go deeper? You know, How can I care for myself with devotion, with reverence? So this is something, like I said, I'm gonna be talking about this more on the podcast, beyond the podcast, and I want us to continue this journey together. And one way that I invite you to journey with me is I am really excited to be launching very soon a monthly newsletter called The Self-Devotional. I want you to think of this as your soul-nourishing accountability partner and really just this intentional space to foster a deeper sense of devotion to self for a deeper connection to spirit and to each other. And of course, this will also be a really great way to keep up with what we're up to at Worthy. So each month I'm going to be sharing what's coming through for me, any downloads, any personal shares that I think might inspire or encourage you along with journal prompts and other, you know, I won't give it all away, but other, you know, really meaningful things to help you be in deeper communion with yourself, you know, and devotion. And of course, I'll also be sharing some music with you all because, you know, I love just sharing music and other fun things to, um, support you, you know, on this journey. So if you're not already on our email list, this is a beautiful time to join. So that you're on the list when this launches in the next couple of weeks. So if you feel called, if this all resonates with you, just tap the link in the show notes to sign up. So that's it for now. I hope you all found this to be deeply nourishing and that it inspires you to care for yourself with reverence and devotion. So let the journey continue, and I will talk with you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to my spiritual friends from Worthy Well. If you enjoyed the conversation, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can follow me on Instagram at Shelby Renee Giles. And to check out Worthy Well's latest events and offerings, visit our website at worthywell.co. Until next time. Journey well.